Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome in to the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. <laughs> I am Steven Serta, uh, not joined this week by my normal co-host, Rocky Magania. I know he would love to be here, but sorry, Rocky. <laughs> we normally do show and BK for you guys on Friday. We'll take this one, Rocky. Since we had the, the prime time first Amazon game of the season, we decided to just Kind of double dip on Show and BK this week. So we're doing a Show and BK post-game show rapid recap edition. So I am joined by Ron the Show Hughley as well as Brandon Kylie. And boys, it was an ugly game. Uh, it wasn't the prettiest game from the Kansas City Chiefs, but they find a way to get it done. No, they win no, no. 27-24 against the Los Angeles Chargers. Your thoughts? No, I don't like your word choice. I really don't like ugly. I don't like it. I think <laughs> I think tough. I think tough and gritty. Gritty, I, that, gritty's the a, word. Gritty's the word. I that love. was a gritty win by the Chiefs. Like, like I mean, you know, I, I I can hear it ringing in my ears. I know you're not used to this, BK, but I can hear it ringing in my ears with Bill Self in one of those tournament games saying, "Hey, sometimes you don't have your best. Sometimes you don't play your best, but you got to survive and advance." And tonight. Like, like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta stop right here and understand. We'll get into a lot of stuff. I want to say the Chiefs played a C game. I'll say B minus because the defense was more than what I thought they could be. But they played a B minus C plus game tonight against what many people believe are real contenders in the AFC. I hear some people believing this team is going to win the division. I work with people who've picked the Chargers to win the division. And they beat them with their C game, B-minus game tonight. That is not anywhere near where the Chiefs can play. And, I mean, that that was that's impressive when you look and see what the Chiefs can do and who they can beat playing not at their A game level. That That's impressive. It felt a lot like last year's Giants game, but instead of doing it against the Giants, you did this against the Chargers. Like that that's kind of the the vibe that that game gave off and you leave it and you're like, "Man, I I don't know how they won that game, but at the end of the year we're going to look back and say that it was super important that they won that game." And I think we've got to start with the defense, guys, because mm. I mean, your seventh round rookie corner that wouldn't have been playing if not for an injury won you that football game. I saw and just a would, little bit ago. Go ahead. I was going to say, and he was getting torched tonight at times and then coming through and, and, and stepping up and not getting down and making uh, a Malcolm Butler-esque play at the end of that game, except it wasn't the Super Bowl. That 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 was something else. 
ESPN tweeted this out. Justin Herbert's pick six was the only one this century to occur in the red zone in the fourth quarter of a tie game. What you just witnessed is something that has not happened in the NFL in the last 22 years. And it was your rookie seventh round corner who made the play in the biggest possible spot. I thought he was huge. I thought the crowd played a significant factor in that game. And your defense as a whole, especially that defensive line in the fourth quarter, were able to come up with just enough stops against what I think is one of the three or four best offenses in the NFL. So uh, credit where it's due. That defense is what allowed you to have an opportunity to win that game. So Kramer, and we've got the Jalen Watson pick six. So let's go ahead and throw that. Yeah, I want to see that. Um, Because it was filthy. And We've talked about Jalen Watson a ton because, you know, going into training camp, we really thought Joshua Williams was going to carve out a role for himself in this secondary. And we kept seeing Jalen Watson mixing in with the ones and getting a lot of reps and even got some playing time last week. And then Trent McDuffie goes on IR this week and he's going to be out for a while. Uh, hopefully he's back by that week six contest against the Bills because what we saw from McDuffie in week one was very good. So we hope he can be a playmaker for that secondary. But This kid, Jalen Watson, is put in an impossible situation having to start on a short week as a seventh-round rookie on prime time against the team that we think is a Super Bowl contender, in my opinion, in the Los Angeles Chargers. And yeah, it was rough, but what do you expect from a seventh-round rookie cornerback? For him to go make that play, it was incredible. I was so happy that it was him who did it and pulled it off because it was obviously, it was the game-sealing play. It was the thing that totally changed the tide of the game from what I believe is a very ugly first half for the Chiefs. And Ron, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Like, I I understand that he was giving up receptions. I think there's, what, three or four wide receivers in the NFL that play the way that Mike Williams does. Like, he was posterizing him. It was good coverage. And that that is one of the very few guys that can come up with those types of receptions. And would you like him to play a little bit tighter? Sure. Um, But I thought overall, the Chiefs, I don't know that I would say that Rashad Fenton had great coverage all night long, but otherwise I think most of the guys had pretty good coverage for the most part. And Mike Williams just had a really great game once again. Yeah. I, I, it just, it just meaning that man, they were picking on him and they were, they were going to him and it, it was clear his, I'm just not going to get beat deep. And he was, he was playing off a lot of cushion. I'm just saying from that, your, your first game like that, and you're getting and you're getting picked on that way and to come back in that manner like that's like to keep your head up that's i just as i sip as i sip on this merlot i just (laughs) i gotta be honest i thought in this game that when you look at what khalil mack and what bosa have can do and what they brought in the game last week against the raiders and how they changed that game a lot with pressure and then you think, boy, they got Derwin James also out there who was nasty. I mean, him and Willie Gay were all around the field on both teams. J.C. Jackson, I saw – you saw he was going to be there. Like, I thought, boy, this night could potentially be about the Chargers defense and how they can kind of disrupt things and, and stop the Chiefs from doing what they want to do. And, and I think for the most part they probably did. But we leave the game – understanding that this was not about the Chargers defense. It was about surprisingly the Chiefs defense. <laughs> and it was about the Chiefs defense making the play that kind of took the game and changed the game. It was about the Chiefs defense 
all night long getting stops on third down, except for that last drive. But uh, but all night long getting stops on third down. They were four for twelve, well into the fourth quarter of that game, and getting off the field. And Brendan, Brendan Staley lost his balls tonight, so he wasn't he wasn't going for fourth downs, which I think I think he messed up and should have. Like you gonna do it, go and do it, especially tonight. Because they, I mean, Mike Williams just had a matchup. He could get two yards. It seemed like anytime he wanted to. But this defense came up with stops. Those stops in the middle of the third quarter, where Chris Jones came alive and gets the sack back there, and they I mean, that was huge. This game, you know, we'll get to Mahomes and and how absurd absurd he is. He's absolutely ridiculous. But tonight was about the Chiefs' defense holding this offense to seventeen points basically throughout four quarters until they're in two minutes like that's that so, I didn't I didn't see that coming it's and first off that that final drive that Joshua Palmer touchdown I needed that um <laughs> thank you very <laughs> those, much those of you who were betting the over <laughs> at 54 and a half uh, uh, didn't have a chance yeah uh no that part was ugly those ones did not hit but that Joshua Palmer touchdown came up clutch for me um but so I was really frustrated with the defense in the first half though, because BK brought up Mike Williams and Mike Williams was just dominant. Like there wasn't a chief's cornerback on the field that could cover Mike Williams. And it's not because Mike Williams was out there burning you or anything. He's just bigger and stronger than every DB that the chiefs had on the field. And he was totally physically dominating them. And I was really frustrated because it seemed like every single series, the chargers had the ball. It was third and short, fourth and short, third and short, fourth and short. They couldn't seem to just get them off the field and get them in a long down and distance. And I was frustrated with them. But in the second half, we saw Chris Jones have a really quiet first half where the Chargers offensive line was actually playing really, really well. And Chris Jones was absolutely dominant in the second half. Like the way we saw Mahomes kind of get frustrated and say, screw it, I'm just going to go make a play. Chris Jones was doing that the entirety of the second half on the defensive line. I mean, you look at what they did in the second half, starting in their second possession, talking about the Chargers, punt on a three and out, punt on a three and out, interception touchdown, that's the Jalen Watson pick six, punt on a three and out, six plays, 24 yards, punt, and then finally that that final drive that they had there to, to bring it within three. I mean, your defense went out there and won you that game, not only by like forcing all of the punts, but literally by scoring you the game-winning touchdown. Like, that's... That's remarkable, man. And it's something that we were hopeful that this defense would be able to do that for you when you needed them to. Because we knew there would be times this year where, listen, you don't have Tyreek Hill to go to right now. And there were moments in that game where I was like, man, they could really use Tyreek in this spot. Because you just needed a guy to go out there and get you some yards and get you some separation. Because the Chiefs receivers were not separating at all tonight. That Chargers defense is pretty damn good, man. So not having that, they redistributed the money around and you needed your defense to be able to come through with some big stops. And they did it when they needed it the most. Ron, you've been talking all offseason about how this is the year that Chris Jones needs to step up. He needs to be the alpha on that defensive line. The first half, that dude was super quiet. But when you got into the moments where it really mattered and you needed a play, Chris Jones was the guy that was making it. Yeah, the third down is just as impressive, right? I know he can rush the passer, especially – when they have uh, you know a backup center in there, which I thought, boy, when he when they didn't start the second half with Lindsey, uh, I, I said, well, he's got to take he's got to take advantage of this. Like Chris Jones, you got you got to make some hay with this. But the third down and two, 
where he just, I mean, just destroyed. He was held and they didn't call it. Just destroyed the guard and got the and made the play and they couldn't go for it. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he he it was a loss of one. That was as impressive because we know Chris can just, you know, be hit or miss in the run game. And that was big for him there, man. So I I mean, he was big. Your star came up because I'm not gonna lie, man. We'll we'll get to this probably on, on next Thursday, but Man, sometimes, man, when he's not going, that pass rushes is concerning. It's concerning. Now they got some hits late, uh, obviously, and 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 then and, and Mike Dana out here really, really trying to change the entire division out here breaking ribs tonight on Justin Herbert. It looks like, but uh, yeah, that that is a concern, man. When Chris Jones didn't go, in, there were times where you're like, my God, if Herbert's going to get this much time, like this is going to be a long night, but. They, they, they pulled it together in the second half. Yeah, it's it, it was an impressive defensive performance Like when we when it came down to the second half. And I think we saw that once Chris Jones just started dominating, it made everybody else better. You see George Karloftis putting pressure on Justin Herbert. You see Mike Dana putting pressure on Justin Herbert. And I, I do think that they were playing it a little bit safer in the first half and and trying to make sure they didn't get exposed deep or something. And some of that's on the chargers offense. Like I'm at the point with Joe Lombardi where I just straight up think he's a bad offensive coordinator, like the way that they were playing it safe against. I, I think if the chargers wanted to just totally extend the field and go after the chiefs in the first half, I think we'd be talking about a very different game right now. Like that's, how bad it was in the first half for the offense and the defense, in my opinion, but the chargers didn't do that. They played it safe. And then in the second half, this defense was like, all right, we've had enough of this. We're in prime time. We're at home. It's week two. Like we're, we're we're getting ready to turn it on. So I think all around now, back to back weeks, you got to feel really good about the chiefs defense. Like overall, you just have to feel good about the young guys and the impact that they're having. And what we've seen so far from Chris Jones, because we've talked about a ton on this podcast specifically, like, We need him to be that Aaron Donald-esque type of player that we always know that he can be, but that sometimes disappears. And we're only two weeks in the season, but so far Chris Jones has made sure that he's going to make noise this year, and that's what you need from him every single week. Fellas, didn't it feel like tonight your two, arguably two of your top guys, your stars, just at times picked it up and and put their side of the ball on their back. We've talked about Chris Jones. Uh, he is the top guy, and when this when he plays well is when the defense is at its best, right? Like I love Willie Gay. He was great tonight. You know I love Snead. He's really good, but but it's Chris Jones. And on the offensive side of the ball, it's Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes, like Chris Jones, I think. I think, uh, sir, you alluded to it, just said F it a couple of times and just had to go out and make plays, right? Like that, that, that offense wasn't great tonight, but Patrick Mahomes went out there and showed why he, he may be the best player in this game. He, he is a – probably should be an MVP every year, and we're seeing it more tonight because they weren't going to let Kelsey beat him, and there was a protection issues at times. But a couple of times, fellas, Patrick Mahomes, like Chris Jones, just went out there and made plays. And I'm telling you, that first touchdown pass 
That was the stupidest thing I've seen. Patrick, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen Patrick do. And I mean dumbest in the, the, the best way possible. I don't even, I am sitting here with my son saying, all right, got outside, just throw this thing away. And he just saw something I ain't seen. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. I just got up and stood there with my mouth closed. I couldn't, we were texting back and forth. I, I mean, I was like Ricky Bobby. I just couldn't use my hands. I didn't know what the hell, I didn't know what the hell that was in my life. But that was one of the moments where he just put his team on his back and made a play. It felt kind of almost like it's different because he didn't go sideline to sideline in reverse course, but it was similar to that 49ers touchdown from his rookie season or his first mm-hmm. year as a starter. It, it yeah. had that kind of a vibe where you're like, I, there's maybe three people in the history of the game that make that play, not just like currently eligible to play, but ever that have played the position the way that he did tonight. And you're right. I, I think this was one of those games where it was really defined by like five plays. And sometimes that's what it ends up taking is whether it be some kind of an explosive play offensively or a big play that you make in a big spot defensively. It was the McKinnon touchdown that you just broke down, Ron. It was the throw over the top to Watson, which was Mm. incredible. A couple of those plays by Chris Jones, the pick six by Watson, and then that big run at the end by Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Like you, You add all of that stuff up, it's kind of what defined the game and the rest of it was just it, it it came and it went and as you mentioned at the very beginning Ron you said it was probably a C maybe a B minus type of a game I think you could even go below that like if you wanted to give them a C minus type of an effort tonight I think that's fine they just didn't have their best stuff like it was like a like Zach Grinky in his prime Ron uh, I know sorry this is going to go over your head but there were times where he just he didn't have his Zach best stuff he is no, I know you know who he is. You don't know what his stuff is, though. Go ahead. He didn't, he didn't have his best stuff. He'd go out there. He'd battle through, and you knew it. Like, from the first inning, there was more traffic than you normally expect, and he would bear down, and he would find a way to get through, like, seven innings, give up one earned run, and he gave you a chance to win in the end. That's what Mahomes was tonight. He didn't have his best stuff. The pass rush was clearly frustrating him. That pass rush from the Chargers is a problem, dude. It pissed him off. He almost just threw a pick out of frustration. (laughs) Derwin James is a problem. And when he's healthy, that dude is a nightmare for opposing offenses because they can use him in so many different ways. And in the end, he just needed to make a couple of them. He he got through without his best stuff, and he found a way to get the Chiefs the win. So – do I after tonight's performance? And I, I do think that Andy Reid was playing it safe because he knows that their offensive line, especially on the right side against a pass rush like this, is a problem. And so they and we saw them putting pressure on Mahomes all night. And so it was just try to get rid of the ball. Let's run it early. Let's play conservative, which is frustrating to see when you have Patrick Mahomes. I understand that. that's why I was frustrated with the offense in the first half. But Clyde Edwards Alaire in back to back weeks. Come on now. Come on now. Has, been heavily involved in the passing game, made plays in the passing game, and looked good while doing it. Broke off an explosive 52-yard run tonight, which longest is the longest rush of his career. Yeah. How, how, many, how, many, how, many, how many rushes did he have over 20 yards, BK? How many rushes did he have over 20 yards? Do I need to backtrack this? No way the Chiefs are picking up Clyde's fifth-year option? No, because, no, 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 we don't have to get that aggressive. I mean, through two games, he looks really, really good. Like yeah, I've been, that's, I think I've been more impressed with Clyde through two weeks than anyone in the offense, I think. We've asked where they're going to – where is the new math going to come from with Tyreek out? And it is clear he in the backfield has been that, 
right? They, the the Newman, they're running it a lot more uh, than they have, and they're using him out of the backfield a lot more. He had the really – he finally looks like the guy from LSU. Yep. Like at LSU, you never – he was so low to the ground, you never got him down on the first tackle. All right, the first contact, he always bounced off of it. And he's doing that. That, that catch he had over the middle where he broke a tackle right at the catch and then yes. – runs it down like those are big plays that's one missed tackle and bam it's another 10 15 yards uh so he he was he was really 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 good tonight you don't have to get that aggressive on that option uh i know my man my man listen i know you didn't want to fumble but good god almighty man come on now i mean you just you slew your you slowed yourself down about 10 miles an hour just any i mean he may have scored if he was thinking about that, but I mean, I've never that's Tiki Barber like just holding that thing in. It was Petey like from Remember the Titans. He's like, I'm not fumbling here. It was amazing. It was amazing. No, but I mean, yeah, that's where like I said we, we wonder where the new math comes from. Uh and, and that's it. Extra more use of other tight ends and and that and the and the backs out of the backfield are clearly different things that they're using that they didn't use in the past. I think he's replacing some of that underneath stuff. Like we, we've been asking mm-hmm. all offseason, what are they going to do to replace the targets from, from Tyreek Hill? And the answer is like, there, there is no one individual that is going to replace those targets because he did so many different things. And I've seen some of this stuff and I, listen, man, I'm not trying to get on a soapbox or anything, but from Chiefs fans where they say like uh, stuff about Tyreek and how he's like overvalued now or all no Tyreek Hill is incredible he's a future hall of famer and we shouldn't be like trying to diminish what he is as a player just because he's no longer a chief that guy's incredible and trying to replace him is really hard because he did things in the red zone he did stuff where it was an RPO and you just attached him as the slant guy and then he's able to go off for 50 yards after the catch he's a deep threat like everything that you needed a wide receiver to do he could do it and it didn't matter if he was small big whatever you're gonna need Clyde Edwards-Alaire to take some of that run after catch stuff. You're going to need Jody Fortson to take over some of his role in the red zone. By the way, throw to Jordy, Jody Fortson tonight. Pat, I know you're not used to having a big target like that. That's got to be up. It's got to be up back corner oh, of the end zone. That? Dwight Herbert was throwing the ball to Mike Williams. That's how exactly. Every time. What was that? And he'll get Lord. there. He'll get there. But like Justin Watson going over the top, you're going to need something from him. You're going to need Juju to take some of those across the middle uh types of routes like it's gonna be a team effort from like five different guys to piece things together of what Tyreek used to do and that's what they wanted all along that had to be the formula and we're starting to see at a very minimum to your point Serta Clyde is capable of doing some of that stuff and prior to this season prior to these two games I didn't know if that was the case he also had some really good reps tonight in pass pro so uh, credit to him. He, he played an awesome game tonight against the Chargers. Of course, BK is going to break down the uh, pass protections. Hey, he's got to uh, do that if he wants to be in there on the third yeah, down. I, I, I think that's been I the know. biggest thing holding him back that's is the pass protections. Really? So, is it? I just thought that it was the lack of well, anything explosive the, that he could do. I thought well, that was maybe that, the main. That too. That's, that was so the main going thing. into the season, I was like, he's just not explosive. Like, that's just not a thing he can do in no, the I, NFL. I'm not going to let you guys go one more step because because finally you can come up about Clyde. But let me tell you what. <laughs> somebody who has never been one that you would think is tough, somebody who was never one you would think would go and get the gritty yards and the gritty plays, McCole Hardman tonight 
was tough. He came off the field. I thought he was done. He ran yep. that one route, and, and and Pat, you know, was not going to help him. Got a bad ankle, and Pat's going to throw this thing behind him and make him have to spin all the way around to try to make that catch. He came right off the field. I remember tweeting, uh, Hardman looks like he's done. And then he comes in, and what have you been saying? The reason why, and it's been very fair. Now, I'm going to put that out. The reason why McCole Hardman it has to be something that's not a number two receiver is because he would not go in the middle of the field and go get those tough catches in the middle of the field the way that Sammy Watkins would do. And in this game, there was a huge third down and 10, and he comes back in the game after the injury, and he gets in there and is able to create enough space, and he makes a huge catch. And it wasn't a well-thrown ball. It was low. He had to go down and get it. And Lord knows we've seen McCole Hardman drop the ball thrown right to him in a way. And he went down there and made that tough catch, made a couple of other catches as well in this game, tight inside. Uh, that that was tough. One for him to come through with the injury and, and, and still come back and play and be effective. Uh, that like that that was big. That was big for McCole Hardman. So it, it cheers to you, boss. It was huge, <laughs> and he almost dropped one of those passes. It it was. What are we doing? Great. Here, man? He, bob- <laughs> he bobbled it and caught it, and I was like, yeah. "Yes, McCole, there you go." But I was like, "Man, that was almost a disaster because <laughs> it's McCole." I do want to say, I think it's a little unfair what some Chiefs fans are doing with McCole, because all I see on Twitter all night is. Man, get McColl out of there. Get Sky Moore in there. And listen, I want to see Sky Moore in there as much as anybody. Trust me, I am ready for more of the Sky Moore experience. <laughs> but McColl Hardman did nothing tonight to lose opportunities. No. He was the least of their problems. McColl Hardman was more, more productive than Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who caught two of his seven targets for 13 yards. McCole Hardman was more productive and got more separation tonight than Juju Smith-Schuster, who, yeah, that? He caught all three of his targets. They went for a total of 10 yards, and his longest reception went for four yards. That was a Huge. running back experience for him. So I I understand that we have a lot of past history with McCole Hardman in this town, and the knocks against him are very fair in my mind. But this was not one of those games where he was a weak link for you. It was quite the opposite. McCole Hardman was a part of why they were still in and- this game, and he made big-time plays for him. And that that third down catch, like I told you guys before we got going here, that was a huge play. That was a huge Massive. play. They absolutely. I can't believe you went and to. I think. Well, I think in the past, I think, that's, I, I think that's a play where maybe Mahomes doesn't look at him, or McColl just straight up drops it, like he doesn't make the play. And so, yes, it's a sign of growth from McColl Hardman. I would still like to see Sky more a little bit and see what he can do, but. McCole Hardman is now a veteran in this offense, and so you expect him to make those plays, whereas in the past he didn't make them. In a game where the Chiefs and Andy Reid and the enemy of the staff went through and said, hey, this is not going to be a game where we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna allow Khalil Mack and Bosa to have chances to rush the passer. They're trying to get everything out quick. Everything – like this is a game where you're like, man – we may not have, they may not have dropbacks, you know, or have enough time to be able to get McColl down the field and use his strength in this game. So you wonder how productive he'll be. He found a way to be productive, be productive in a game in which, like, by the way the Chargers play, by the way, with that, the quick 
the conservative game where it looked like they were keeping as many in to protect and not going out on routes. I wonder, is this what it's going to look like in all of these division games? Because all of these teams have, it's either Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, or it's Chandler Jones and, um, and the kid, what the kid, uh, Crosby, Max Crosby and, and this, and you, and they were clear from word go from the jump. They were concerned from the jump. They, they ran offense in that way to make sure that they slowed down that pass rush. So we, we may need to start getting used to that in these games against these teams. Cause all of these teams put together, put together defenses to try to combat Pat Mahomes and the chiefs. It won't be as uh, quite as big of an issue over the next couple of weeks. You got Indy and Tampa, and they've got some good players on the defensive line, but not the way that the the Chargers do. But after that, you got the Raiders, you got the Bills, who added Von Miller this offseason. He's going to be a nightmare. They're just going to line him up over Andrew Wiley from start to finish. There's no reason not to. And then you got one of the Bosa's coming in against the 49ers. So uh, those will be three tough ones right before the bye week. And yeah, Ron, it's going to be a problem for the Chiefs. They're going to have to get this thing figured out. And they've got so many tight ends that my guess is when they get Blake Bell back into the mix, because he's the guy that's the blocker. And I know that like BK brings up Blake Bell as an answer for the problems that are plaguing the offense right now. That's crazy. I I think he could be a guy that ends up really helping in that regard. Juju is a guy that will probably have to be kept in. I know on one of their deep shots, I can't remember, it might have been the Justin Watson play actually. He was a guy that chipped the defensive end, gave Mahomes just enough time to be able to get that play off. That's something that we'll probably see more of over the next few weeks as well. It's not as exciting, and I understand what they're doing. You have to protect Patrick Mahomes, and if you feel like you got liabilities on the offensive line, then you got to restructure things and, and do what you have to to protect him. But it is impressive that we've seen through two games now, like Mahomes really stay within the structure of those concepts and, and like and make it work and still be able to create explosive plays because he's such a good player. So I think that's growth from him where we did see it tonight. Like, and we talk about it like uh, in that game against the Bengals last year in the playoffs, like where he gets frustrated and wants to play hero ball and just make the big play. And he almost, it almost cost him tonight, but then once he settled down and got things going again, he, he, he made some throws, and then the last couple of drives of the game, he was kind of off again and kind of ugly. But I think that was just a product of the pressure that the Chargers were putting on him. So it's something you got to figure out throughout the season. But, yeah, I think you're spot on. Like, I think this is what you're going to see against these division opponents because the pass rush is just, just so strong across the board. Hey, Ron, question for you. CDOT just tweeted this out. I think it's a good question. Are the Chiefs and Chargers the best rivalry going right now in the NFL? You look at the way that this uh, this back and forth has gone since Justin Herbert took over as the starting quarterback for the Chargers over the last three years now. Chiefs Chargers, uh, Chiefs beat them in overtime 23-20 in 2020. Uh, they be- ended up losing the second game of that series. I believe that one, though, was without the Chiefs starters, if I'm not mistaken. Chargers beat the Chiefs in 2021 in the first game 30-24. to The second one was that overtime classic where Kelsey wins on the walk-off. And then uh, to start off this year, you just had this one, which was a three-point game determined by a pick six. Is this the best rivalry going right now in the NFL in your mind? I mean, the games have all been determined by one score, basically. I was going to say, I think Chiefs-Bills. But isn't that really just one game that we're building that upon? 
No, I mean, I, I mean, they've they've met in games that matter, like they've met in the playoffs the last two years. They've met in the AFC Championship game, but the game the before Bills, that was terrible. The Bills beat the brakes off of them here. Like I, like I just think there is, like I'll be honest, I don't ever feel. I have not gotten to a place where I actually feel like the Chargers are on the are actually on the same level with the Chiefs. You don't feel that way after today. Uh, no, I, I like even like even to, like I, I think the Chargers are really good, and I wouldn't be surprised. I just like right now I watch them, and I'm thinking like the Chiefs did not play well, and I know they didn't have Keenan Allen, and that and, and that's something. Or their starting it's, center, he came out in the second half, you know. But like I look at this, and I'm like. Like, I think they're really good, but, like, I think, like, I go in the game when they play Buffalo, and, like, I think, like, Buffalo could do everything to them that, like, like, like that. this is a real game they could lose. Like, it's a real game, like, like, legit lose more than I feel like it is with the Chargers. So, I don't know, man, like, the Chargers, they ain't been to the playoffs. Like, I know the games have been good. But like to me, I, Bills Chiefs is one that I that I look forward to a little bit more. But I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a good question. Like the last it's, four games have been really, really crazy. I think with this win tonight, and even it being an ugly win for the Chiefs, now I'm totally set on like it's Chiefs and Bills are two best teams atop the AFC and probably in the NFL because the NFC just doesn't look like it's very good this season. So I think it's still Chiefs and Bills, but. If Justin Herbert makes the playoffs, I think is what it's going to take for me to like consider that. And then maybe like another Chiefs Chargers matchup that is just like a fantastic game in the playoffs before I'll concede the Bills. Yeah. But uh, before we get out of here, I I do want to run through some injuries real quick. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid said at the podium after the game, uh, defensive end Mike Dana did leave the game with a calf strain. He did not return. So we'll continue to monitor that as they have. Uh, a 10-day window now uh, in between uh, their next game against the Indianapolis Colts. He also mentioned that wide receiver McCole Hardman was dealing with an ankle injury where we saw him leave the game, but McCole came back in. So it, it seems like he's going to be all right, but that's something to monitor as we move forward. And then wide receiver Justin Watson dealing with the shoulder injury. He also had uh, an popped up on the injury report after last week's game. So it might just be kind of a nagging thing that he's dealing with right now. And we lost BK. I think his internet froze. So I think that's a good time to go ahead and get out of here. If you're listening on the podcast, please make sure that you stick around afterwards. We'll have all the post-game press conferences for you coming up. Uh, please make sure that you follow Brandon Kylie on Twitter at BK Sports Talk. You can follow Ron at Real Ron the Show. You can follow our guy Kramer sitting in the background helping us make this thing work at Kramer Talks. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. We'll talk to you guys next week. As always, thank you for listening to the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. Again, the Kansas City Chiefs take down the Los Angeles Chargers 27-24 on Thursday night football. After the game, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, defensive lineman Chris Jones, and that rookie seventh-round cornerback Jalen Watson. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes, then Chris Jones, and we'll finish things up with Jalen Watson. First, the injuries go... um... We got a couple. Mike, Mike Dana um, straightened his calf, um, and then I mean, really, for 
for the most part, that, that was it. Uh, Hardman hurt his ankle on the one deep one. Uh, Scanling had a little bit of a glute. All these guys came back in. Justin Watson on the onside kick hurt his shoulder just a little bit. So, but listen, all in all, a uh, great win. <clears throat> For whatever reason, we, we like to keep it real close with these guys, and um, and they're a heck of a football team. So glad we came out on the, the right end of it. Uh, the crowd was phenomenal, um, and they just kept bringing it and bringing it. I thought our defense kept bringing it and bringing it. Uh, uh, and especially the second half, everybody, the thing I'm probably most proud of was we all stuck together and uh, nobody was pointing fingers at each other. And then you have the Watson and Watson thing too. Uh, one new player and one young player step up and make, make huge plays for us. So, and then listen, Boomer got to see his first game in Arrowhead, huh? He's been doing it a couple of years. So we're, I'm glad, I'm glad he's here. Anyways. With that time, yours. Uh, with regard to Jalen Watson, who told you this kind of thing wasn't too big for him at this point? Yeah, um, he had a good camp. You know, you saw him progressively get better during camp. Um, he played obviously at a high level in uh, in college. So I mean, the pack there. So they, he, he's played against good competition. Um, you know, so. Uh, I, I think it was probably Adam. Most most of all, just his progress that he made in camp. Good size, can run. You know, you saw that after the interception. Um, that was beautiful. I, you know, I've got to tell, tell you, our, I thought our D line and offensive line battled like crazy. Our defense uh, hit hit that quarterback who is a mobile guy and a great player. Uh, to where he was a very sore guy by the end of the game, and. Um, uh, you know, I was proud of the guys for that relentless play. Uh, also, Clyde, who's on offense. Clyde had some real good yards for us. Smart at the end. He went down there. You know, so although we had a, there was a penalty on the play. Anyways. Hey, that, that play was pretty pivotal, the one with, from Jalen. I mean, how much did you feel the game changed on that? And, and did you get to talk? Yeah, well, it was big. I mean, you know, you're, you're down. I mean, they get another score. Whether they have 20, uh, 24. Yeah, so, I mean, it's... Uh, it was, that was important. <laughs> yeah, big play. Big play. Um, yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, no, um, it's good. Yeah, I mean, he's a, listen, he's a, he's a heck of a player, so done well. So the, I didn't have to say much. I mean, the guys, they felt, we felt like we were shooting ourselves on the foot. We had a couple of hiccups on offense, um, just doing, we didn't do the right thing a couple different times. And it cost us in, in big situations. So um, we felt like if we could get back on track offensively, eliminate some of the mistakes, we'd be okay defensively. Spags just tightened everything up just a bit. The guys started challenging, and um, uh, you know it paid off. So he made a few adjustments there. The, uh, the momentum shift there on that interception that got overturned on the replay. When you were watching that replay, were you like 100 uh, percent that's getting overturned, or was it a little nervous? Um, no, I, I wasn't. 
Yeah, I, I, I was talking to the official when he was running down the field, so I, I kind of saw what happened, yeah. Uh, the Chargers, you guys are prepared for them to go to a lot of fourth downs, right? They ended up being four for four, a couple of them late on the drive. Were you a little bit surprised that they weren't maybe a little bit more aggressive near mid midfield? Was that out of character for them? Not nah, listen. <laughs> That's a little quick. I mean, last year they it, it hurt them. So I mean, logically they they've kind of backed off that. Um, so I, I'm not questioning that. Uh, question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Prepare for them to do a lot. Right? Yeah, we were, we were ready for that, but it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just, I, I thought at that point, I mean, I, we had a couple things we liked, but we were, all, I just said, let, let's kick it, let's get points on the board, come out positive, we're, our defense was rising up, and, um, you know, I, I didn't want our offense to have any letdown there if things didn't work out, so, um, you know, I thought it was important, and uh, come out with points there. So you, in games like this in the past, like that, you would use his legs a little bit more. Do you sense him being a lot more efficient? Yeah, no, he did. He, he did it when he needed to. He, the thing he did, he had a couple where he could have gone and he had some nice throws. A couple of those throws were unbelievable that he had. So, I, you know, but I thought he did a nice job moving up and out in the pocket, uh, which is new as opposed to just flaring out. You know, so. They did a good job with it. Good feeling there, but he he was completing balls down the field, so that's that's important. Yeah. The, the footwork has been a point of focus for him in off, off seasons previously. This is a guy that has a lot to work on. How much improvement have you seen as far as confidence? Yeah, yeah. So th those are the things you saw there, right today. And a couple of those, like I said, a couple of those throws were just incredible. Pushing up and. Throwing through traffic and getting his body in the right position, ball didn't sail on him. Sometimes when your feet get out of whack, you lose your core there, and the ball will sail. He, he kept all that intact on the move, so uh, it was a it was impressive. Um, and I know he works as quarterbacks. You're, it's like being a farmer, right? You're gonna the work's never over. You just keep doing, working on something. So uh, all the way through your career, and. When you stop, that's when it goes downhill real fast. So um, he's, he's relentless with that stuff. And he always wants wants to know what he can do to be better. Coach, you, talk, you, you touched on it, but can you talk about the, your offensive tackles against those great defensive ends they've got? Yeah, so those two ends are, are special that they have. Um, you know, we were able to get a little bit of the run game going early and kind of move things around just a bit. I think that, that possibly helped. Uh, and then our guys just bared down. And uh, I thought I did a nice job with it as a as the game went on, particularly the second half. It, it seemed to get a little bit better. So. All right. Thank you. All right. Good. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, I mean, 
pretty much the first half we were trying we were we were trying to protect the ball out fast and do stuff like that. Um, I just felt in the second half we just we trusted in our O line. We we gave them a few chips, a few uh, receivers, hidden tight ends, kind of doing stuff to help them out. I thought they did a great job of giving me that time, enough time to make those throws. But uh, that's a, that's a great defense, and I thought we battled and found a way to get the win. Yeah, I mean, we just hung around. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. The defense kept us in the game. Our offense, we didn't. I mean, we didn't play our best football. And I think the defense that was huge for them to keep us in that game, make some plays, get points on the board, um, and then just and just give us a chance. And um, I think with a young defense like that, to see that this early in the season, I think that's going to carry us the rest of the way. After a big game like this, the touchdowns tonight were scored by Jalen Watson, Justin Watson, and Jerick McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that says something about you guys as a team with maybe some backup guys uh, when we start? Yeah, I think that's what we said um, going into camp. It's going to be everybody. Uh, it's not going to be one one guy. Um, uh, our, the, Justin Watson came in uh, when McColl was a little banged up, and he got McColl's route, and he and he won against a Pro Bowl All Pro corner. Um, and so uh, for guys like that to to make their their imprint on the game, that, that'll help us out as we get into these tough games like this. That we we can get touchdowns and 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 stuff like that from everybody. Patrick, you mentioned the offense not playing as fast as you guys as a, as a team, obviously. I think it was something where we've had guys that have been in big games, um, so we've we know how to not let it overwhelm you, um, not let the moment of when it's not going well like just change it. And I mean, you get down 10-0 and 17, I think seven against a, a great football team like that. Uh, sometimes it can get away from you, but I think guys kept it in perspective. We scored when we needed to score, um, and I, I, I'll just keep reiterating. I'm so proud of those young guys on the defense, man. Like you just don't know until you get in these situations. And um, some games like that where the offense played like we did today because we didn't play our best football. Um, you a lot of times we lose those games, and for the defense to keep us uh, keep us around, um, it's a it's a big big step I think in the right direction. Patrick, what did you see from Jalen Watson at camp that he be ready for this? And after that, can you just elaborate on the meaning of that play and what you saw? Yeah, first off, he's confident. I mean, that, that's big on your corner because, I mean, you're going to get beat sometimes and you're going to have to step back, step back up. It's very hard to throw go routes on him. I mean, I know Mike made a great play on that one where he kind of one-handed it and got it back up. He's, he's, he's a big, tall corner physical, gets his hands on you, but he's fast enough to run. Um, and uh, he's, he's, he's someone that's has made plays. I mean, whenever his number's been called, he's made plays. And in the end, he has the right birthday. His birthday is September 17th. So I think that that, that, that works well for him, too. Specifically to him after the game? But. Yeah, yeah, I, I talked to him, and uh, I have, I'm having a little birthday party on Saturday, so I said it's his birthday party now because of the way he played. You, you faced defenses like this before, and you've been a lot more mobile than you were today. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're trying to be more patient. Yeah, I mean, I try to trust in the offensive line. Uh, I think they did a great job, and and there was times where I was going to run, and guys popped open. I think the one that traveled, I was getting out, I was thinking about running, and travel was wide open. You got to work on him going straight sometimes. I know, I know he usually makes guys miss, but just turn and go straight and then get in the end zone. Um, but, and then um, the one to Watson, same thing. I was scrambling about the array to scramble. Guy got open. Um, and, and then the one down in the red zone. I mean, a lot of big plays happened where I was getting ready to scramble and run and do stuff like that. But, I mean, defenses know. I mean, they know that I'm a running – I can run as a quarterback. Not a running quarterback. I can run as a quarterback. <laughs> and so um, they, they, they account for that, and they do stuff, and they have guys that are ready to come up and make plays happen. And um, I, whenever it's there, I'll take it. Um, but if – there's guys on the field. I'm going to get it to those fast guys and let them make plays. Is it, is it relief when an interception that looks the way it does everybody and then it gets overturned? And is it somewhat more satisfying when you make the defense pay? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, first off, uh, I'm living right because I had a couple interceptions that didn't get got called for the flags. Because I mean, there was flags, and then that one got overturned when it hit the ground. Um, but um, yeah, whenever you get that second opportunity where you're gonna get, go back out there, and they had they had had the ball 17-7 with the ball and in, in, already in the red zone, um, and getting another opportunity to go back out there and score, you have to capitalize on it when you're playing great football teams. Um, and so uh, it was a great job as an offense that we found a way to score on that drive. Um, and then um, we, I've got to tr stop gi giving them even chances. I mean, that's, it's just too close sometimes, and I want to make sure I, I get better at that. Hey, hey, Patrick, you, Patrick, you, yeah, I mean, I mean, first of all, they beat us the last two years, but I don't. We didn't. The starters didn't play on one of them. Um, so I mean, they, yeah, they beat us last year at home, which is a big game, week two. Um, it kind of made us kind of go into a bad spot where we didn't, where we kind of lost a few more games. I think, and I think this year we found a way to win it. Um, that's going to be a team that's going to be in the playoff picture. I mean, this team has a chance. They're Super Bowl contenders. Um, they have a great defense, great offense, great special teams. Um, so to find a way to win and uh, keep that home field advantage, uh, I think it was huge, and it'll be something that we look back look back on at the end of the season and say that was a big win for us. Uh, Patrick, that first touchdown when you, you know, you okie doke tranquil and then you pump fake to get the defender's hands up and then slide it between two. How much of that is just instinct and how much of that is you, like, are you out there thinking through that play or how much of that is just you reacting to yeah, when I was scrambling to the right, I think there was—I can't remember who it was. I was about to throw it, and it closed. And then I—and then I put my head down. I was getting ready to run, and I broke the tackle from uh, Tranquil. And just out of the corner of my eye, I saw red just pop across the thing. And so I was just trying to find a way to get it to Jarek. And um, I think those guys do a great job of it. I mean, all the guys are great on that scramble drill. We work on it. Um, and and I gave it to him. He made a—he ran tough, got in the end zone, and it was a big—a big play in the game. Pete, you know you mentioned some of the offensive struggles, but the point of focus for you has been yeah it was good I mean it, it was I could have been better today I think I was better last week than I was this week so even with this long weekend I know it's still early this season I'll probably go back and work on that um, when just you just can't lose it whenever you're, you're playing against a good pass rush I think that's when you have to be the best at it and they were obviously doing some games and they have guys that are going to win I mean they they're some of the best pass rushers in the league, so they're going to win sometimes. Um, but I have to keep trusting offensive line. I thought they did a great job of battling the entire game um, and giving me enough time to, to make the throws when I needed to. Got you. Two games in five days. Just how much of a relief is it to get through with both wins in the hand and then looking forward now, how fortunate are you to get that little rest that you know yeah, I mean, it was, it was tough. I feel like it was tougher just this year because especially with new guys, you, you kind of need that week to prepare and get that game plan in because you're trying to add a lot of different stuff. And when it's later in the season, you, you can go back and pull from plays that you've ran already. And to be early in the season and have to throw in a whole new game plan on a short week like that, for the guys accepted the challenge, we had a couple miscues here and there. I think that's what hurt us in the first half a lot. Um, but I thought the guys stepped up when we needed to and glad we get this break now and then we can kind of get back in the normal flow of things. You mentioned uh, the interception got overturned first take us through the play and then what were your thoughts as you were watching the replay how confident were you that they were going to overturn i mean you never know i mean i think that's that uh, you saw the ball hit the ground you saw a little bit of movement um but they have been a m little bit more lenient on letting the ball move and if the guy gets his hands underneath it so you hope uh, you hope that they that it's called no return obviously um but on the play they they got me i mean they they 
they were all game. They were playing one coverage, and out of nowhere, they threw me with a shell coverage um, with a corner who had been playing, just kind of getting out of there the whole time. He, he dropped down to play cover two, and so it, it got me. They, I mean, I don't throw it just straight to guys most most times, and so, um, but got lucky enough that it bounced around, hit the ground, and I was able to get another chance at it. Um, I'm sure PFF will have me with a low grade for that, but uh, I'll keep it rolling. Chris, can you uh, uh, describe what happened? On, what, what you thought the meaning of Daniel Watson's play was uh, in the game, the way things were going, and making that play at that moment? That's a big time play right there. Thursday night football, 99 or 98? 99. That's impressive. For a rookie? That's impressive. Um, kudos to him, man. Um, those are hard to come by. 99 yards. Uh, damn. Damn. Damn, I didn't know it was 99. Man, that's impressive. Did you feel it turned the game a little too with them knocking on the door like that? Yeah, it was a big play. Um, I think that was in the goal, uh, in the red zone. And for that to happen, uh, you know, that changed the whole dynamic of the game. Uh, a lot of guys in the locker room said that they felt you were the, your, the better conditioned team. I don't know if that's, if you felt that same way in the trenches. And um, if that's the case, how did it sort of help you uh, maybe get I think um, it all goes back to training camp. I mean, the way we practice, how we practice, the conditioning work, um, the amount of plays, it's accumulation of training camp, the grind. And uh, when you go through the season, games like this, it, it, it's easy. It's easy. It's very easy. The way Coach Reed does things, um, it makes it easier for us during the season. So a game like this, we've, we've had back-to-back -back days like this in training camp. So, you know, when you take that, take that in hindsight, I mean, um, that's what it's all about. Chris, two sacks today. Just overall, assess your personal performance. How you're able to affect Justin Herbert out there. Um, defensive line, man. Defensive line. Defense playing lights out. The back end, stand over the top of guys, playing man tight coverage. Um, the defensive line framed me up to get one on ones, and uh, that's what I'm here for to win my one on one matchups. Chris, last week you gave the defense a C plus against the Cardinals. Four days later, five days later, what, do you, what kind of bring you give your, your effort today? I'd be minus. Mm -hmm. We can still be better, you know? What was it like battling Zion? Uh, it was okay. What about, what about your outfit? How would you get that? Oh, you like the swagger. This is what I do. This is, listen, this is what I do. Hey, listen, I, <laughs> I was headed to Miami right after this, uh, if the body is right. So, listen, I'm ready to get off. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Another time. You guys, later in the game, you guys, the Chargers close to, to their own end zone, and it seemed like at that point, you guys were really feeding off the, the crowd noise, and I know that you like to really interact with the fans. How much really energy were you getting uh, off the crowd at that point? I mean, Arrowhead Stadium, one of the best stadium. We got the best fans. Um, Anytime we play in this stadium, we know it's a standard that we have to play to. Um, and the fans going crazy. It gives us that extra energy that we need to dig deeper to make a play in those critical situations. So I love you, Chiefs Kingdom. With the, with the second half adjustments, you know, what to you was kind of the, the big shift? Was there any point in the momentum or any adjustments you made in the second half that you felt like kind of turned the switch a little bit? I can't tell you the adjustments, but uh, I can say we all just came together. We didn't point fingers. Uh, we knew we was going to face adversity along the way. Uh, we built a little character along the way, and um, we was able to win the game. Y'all take care.
Um, so we knew they liked the um the switch routes um in the high red. So me and Justin, we worked together. Um the ball just ended up in my chest and I took it home. Um, it was a surreal feeling. I'm just so grateful and blessed to be in this position. And um I didn't even know what to do when I got in the end zone. That's why everyone seen me just standing there. But it's a um, moment I'll never forget. Jeremy, can you go over your past of working in Wendy's with your mom and, and obviously worlds away from this? Yeah, just a very resilient person. Um, i always been working for what I had. I was never given anything. And I, I think that gave me an edge on the football field as well. So I just try to um, carry that edge, show some hunger, show some anger on the football field, and let it out on the opponents. Jaylen, you find out that you were going to start, and just what sort of reaction did you have? Monday morning. And it's really, um, in this game of football, injuries happen. So everyone works hard. That's why it's so important to have a deep roster. And um, this year, fortunately, we have great draft picks. And I've just been working my butt off. And if a time came where someone went down, I was going to be ready and prepared. And that's what happened. Can you uh, sort of explain or give us an idea of what it's like to be Yeah, he's a big receiver, big body receiver. Um, if the ball is in the vicinity, he's going to catch it. Um, him and Justin have a great connection, but it's fun. It was, it's great competition. I look forward to playing them again. Jalen, how much, how much family did you have here? Did your boss at Wendy's uh, show up here? Your mom? Was here tonight? Yes, my mom showed up, not my boss at Wendy's. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I had I had about 10 people come to the game. And so it was a great game for them to come to. You've talked before about your mom's for you and how much that meant, especially during that time. I mean, is that something that comes to mind again on a night like this that's special in your life? Yeah, I, I mean, every time I step on the field, I'm just super thankful, super blessed to even be in this position that the um, Chiefs took a shot on me, and I'm super appreciative of that. So I try to take advantage of every opportunity I'm given. You mentioned that you ran, ran away with the pick, and you kind of stopped in the end zone and just looked up, and I imagine that that was quite a sight. What's going through your mind as you were getting all these fans? I don't know. I don't even remember what happened at the moment. It's... It was just all so surreal. I was just super thankful. When you get that ball, Whoa. Right, <laughs> pretty much the only person who's going to tackle you is the quarterback, right? Yep. So take us through the actual run back part of it, and what it, you don't want to get tackled by the quarterback, obviously. Right? Yeah, we have a rule. DBs, you can never get tackled by the quarterback. So that was my first job, making a move on him, then just trying to race to the end zone. How did it feel like? Jeff Bezos in the building, all the guys at the Amazon game, Paul Rudd, there's a million stars, but you kind of stole the show tonight. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great feeling, man. I'm just, like I said, again and again and again, I'm just thankful. Yeah, have you looked at your cell phone yet? I'm just wondering if there's any, any brand. It's in my pocket and it won't stop going off, actually. <laughs> Dude, what was that? Talk about your resiliency. Were you going to go to SC from Ventura College? Yeah, I was. How that, how that, how that 
Um, it was a great problem. Couldn't get in because my um, classes weren't transferable there. What prepared you? What do you feel like training camp prepared you most to perform this well this early in the season? I'm being in shape. I, I really and truly feel like we worked the hardest out of anybody. And um, we have a plethora of receivers, different kind of receivers. So I didn't guard it. Many types of different receivers that give you different work from Scott, Juju, to MVS, to even Trav. So coaches did a great job preparing us. And I feel like if I could hold my own against some of my teammates, I could hold my own against anybody. What did it feel like just like going to bed last night and getting up today, knowing this, this was going to be in front of you against this quarterback on this stage? I mean, how did you process that? And what sort of emotion was that for you to handle? I woke up knowing I was going to get a pick, honestly. Um, I just knew, being a seventh rounder, having my first start, I was going to get tested a lot and early. And um, I just felt I was going to get one a day. And that's what happened. So when it came, it was just like no surprise, huh? You were just there? No, I was surprised. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I still knew I was going to get one. But I was super surprised when it happened. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Thank you. Yep. Thank you all. Thanks, Jim. Yep.